Entrepreneur on Fire 912. When you become successful, this is the time you'll look back on as being your fondest moment of the business. John Lee Dumas presents EO Fire and FreePodcastCourse.com. Launch your podcast in 15 days and ignite. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Save yourself time, money, and resources by meeting your clients and coworkers online with Citrix GoToMeeting. Try it free for 30 days, nothing to lose. Visit GoToMeeting.com and click the Try It Free button. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Alan Arlt. Alan, are you prepared to ignite? I'm ready. I took a bath in lighter fluid this morning, so I am ready, (laughs) John. (laughs) Alan founded Ultimate Hoops in 2006, which was acquired by Lifetime Fitness in 2008. Prior to Ultimate Hoops, he worked at Discovery Communications in New York City in marketing and sponsorships, where he oversaw the ad sales sponsorship and product placement team, which generated over $100 million in ad revenue annually across multiple media platforms. Alan, say what's up to Fire Nation and share what's going on in your world right now. What's up, Fire Nation? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me on your show, John. It's, yes. it's a true honor. So like, like some entrepreneurs, I didn't really have a linear path to, to starting a business and, and certainly not a basketball company. If, if you were to pull my high school basketball team, I'm sure I would have received the most votes for least likely to start their own basketball <laughs> company. <laughs> but you know, the more I've looked back in my life, there, there were little signs that made me say, you know, I guess that's why I would I would start Ultimate Hoops. So I'll, I'll give you one example. One of these one of the signs as a kid, I was obsessed with Stratomatic basketball. Do you know what that is, John? No idea. <laughs> so it's a board game which creates realistic simulation of statistically accurate basketball using NBA players. So basically, how the game works: you're the coach of an NBA team. You make the choices about who plays, uh, when to match them up against opponents. And the big appeal for me was the statistical component because the game required you to track every stat for every game. And when I would play with friends as a teenager, most of them found that task of of tracking stats to be an annoying aspect of the game. But for me, I I was just so absorbed in the stats. And I would study these stat sheets for hours after the game, who had the most points, who had the most field goal percentage. Um, So soon my buddies lost patience playing with me because I was so obsessed with the stats. But luckily for (laughs) me, uh, you could play solitaire style. So I would play with this game alone hours after hours after hours. So that was one of the early signs that I knew I was – on my way to starting a, a basketball company. So fast forward a few years later, I graduated from the University of Minnesota. And with a few, a few weeks later, I sold my car, threw some items in a U-Haul and moved from Minneapolis to, to New York City. And you know, I moved to New York with mild aspirations to be a writer, but really, I just really wanted to live there. And I was, I was always fascinated by the city, 
I'd never been there before. I only knew New York through movies and books, and it just seemed like the perfect adventure to do uh, right out of college. So I started sending out resumes. Uh, my first job there was at Turner Broadcasting. And then two years later, I accepted a position at Discovery Communications, where I spent six years there building and growing their ad sales sponsorship business. So then I experienced three tragic events in the span of 18 months, which really sent me on the path to, to starting Ultimate Hoops. Uh, it started in July of 2001 when my dad passed away, um, followed by a few months later of, of 9-11, which had such an impact on me and everyone else who lived in, in New York City at that time. And then my mom passed away a year later uh, from a stroke. So those three things really knocked the wind out of me. Um, I took some time off uh, from Discovery. I traveled um, and then landed back in Minneapolis. And that's really when I had the idea to start uh, Ultimate Hoops. And, you know, I started to float the idea to Ultimate Hoops to family and friends, and they all thought I was crazy. Uh, they were all trying to convince me it was a bad idea. A friend of mine at the time said, you know, you were this successful marketing executive in New York, good job, good career path, and now you want to start a basketball company in Minneapolis. And so, you know, I, I ignored their advice, and um, I started in 2005 uh, with Ultimate Hoops. And what made Ultimate Hoops difference is it, it was a, a basketball league that was uh, completely completely different than anything that was out uh, in the market. We really treated our players like NBA players through our online capabilities. We really transformed the one hour a week on-court experience into a seven day a week on-court and online experience. So uh, we're acquired by, like you said, Lifetime Fitness in, uh, in 2008. And fast forward to today, the Ultimate Hoops League is now the largest uh, recreational basketball league in the nation, connecting teams and players in over 20 U.S. markets. And in the past year, we launched a new pillar of our business, our Ultimate Hoops training products, which has enjoyed incredible growth in the 35 lifetime locations we have it in today. And we have an aggressive plan to expand the products into all of lifetime locations by the end of 2016. Wow. Fire Nation, I really hope that you are listening to this because there's a couple things that I really want to highlight right now. I mean, number yeah. one, here's Alan. As a kid, he was obsessed. He was passionate about numbers and about basketball and about this and about that. And guess what? He developed skills because of those passions. And that's one thing I love to talk about when so many people come to me and say, John, like, what can my thing be? Like, where can I follow my path, my journey to success. And I say, well, where do your passions and your skills intersect? That is your zone of genius. And Alan, you found your zone of genius. And it took you a while to actually sit down and exploit that zone of genius in a good way. But when you finally did, for obvious reasons, you dominated that niche because you had both the passion and the skills and you turned it into something that was absolutely incredible. And Alan, we have a lot that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to have you tell a few stories. But before we do, my friends, I want to get inside of your mind. I mean, you have the mind of a champion, and I want you to share some insights with Fire Nation. I'm going to ask you five questions. Take about 30 seconds-ish to answer these questions each. And number one is, ideally, what do the first 80 minutes of your day look like? Yeah, well, I definitely start my day with, with some type of physical activity, uh, working out, going for a run, playing basketball. Um, but I do try to avoid stationary machine workouts because I'm not disciplined enough not to check my email. So <laughs> it's best if it's an activity that requires me to put my phone down because, you know, my best ideas, my best moments of clarity 
is when I'm off on a run or playing pickup basketball, I've never, ever had a great idea while working out with a smartphone in my hand. Yeah, and you can listen to Entrepreneur on Fire when you're running, let's be honest. Of course, you can multitask, <laughs> and I've done that. So, Alan, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Uh, I would say lack of patience. You know, when you've been hardwired from the beginning that every sale, every player is food on the table and pays the rent, you have a tendency to move really, really fast. And, it, and it's hard to dial that back when you start to scale. And it's, and it's a constant struggle for me. I want every idea to move as fast as possible. But I've gotten much more disciplined around that. And certainly having a, a four-year-old and one-year-old daughter Ooh. at home uh, gets me some good reps with my, with my patience skills. Patience is a virtue, Fire Nation, and that's only going to be tested even more so in the future. I have a little premonition, Alan. Yes. What's your biggest strength? I would say adaptability. Uh, you know, there there are so many ups and downs when you're operating your own business. You know, there's there's never a cruise control setting mm. on a business. You know, there there's just so many factors that are, are going to be there to be rocking your boat. You know, starting a business is is like getting in a boat and setting out to sea. Like you don't know what's going to hit you and try and knock you out of that boat. But you know, I think being able to be uh, adaptable to anything that comes up um, is important, and you need to find the anchor. Um, to kind of help you when, when you get hit a few times. And for me, that's always been the product. Um, you should always be able to control the quality of your product, even during, uh, even during tough times. Don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, what's a habit that you wish you had? Definitely having the ability to unplug, um, being more disciplined with my schedule. You know, I, I hear a lot of, you know, Tim Ferriss talk about this and other people, and I'm so jealous about how disciplined uh, they can be. You know, I'd love to be able to work, uh, end my workday at the same time each day. Um, so I'm always trying to wrangle that monster, but um, I'm trying not to let that habit bleed into my team. I certainly don't want people... Uh, feeling they have to be plugged in all the time. So I try not to send emails uh, on the weekend because it's, it's certainly my, my cross to bear. Mm, well, you're already a step ahead of me, Alan. I don't even know that it's possible to unplug, so I have to come it's to tough. that realization first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's one thing, Alan, of all the things that, you have, that have you fired up right now, what's the one thing you're most fired up about? Definitely our new uh, Ultimate Hoops basketball training products. Ooh, you know, tell us. We, yeah, so we are really hyper focused uh, on these new products and really to be different than the thousands of other basketball training businesses. And, and how we're different is we're not going to sell the dream to a parent that we're going to turn their son and daughter into a WNBA or NBA player. That's, that's not ultimate su- success for us. Uh, success for us is having someone still improving and love playing the game of basketball well into their later years. And, you know, there's, there's a tragic trend happening in basketball right now, and that is too many players are retiring from the sport. And it's not just the older demographics. So let me share this quick stat with you, John. Yeah. 70% of kids quit playing basketball by the age of 13 and never play again. Mm. 70%. So our big thing is, you know, a basketball career should never end when you're 13 years old or when a player graduates from high school or when they turn 40. So we started this new movement called Never Retire. We want you playing basketball for a lifetime. Um, and we want our products to inspire players to leave their own basketball legacy and not one to find one 
not one defined by others. So um, that's really the thing we're focused on and what I'm really more, the most fired up about. Mm, rightfully so. I mean, that is a shocking statistic. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's that way across the board. It's not just basketball, you know, youth sports in general have just gotten so hyper competitive and in so many games that a lot of these kids get, get burned out. Um, so we start seeing a lot of the, a lot of the participation go down. So Alan, you have been on a journey, let's be honest. I mean, you went to New York City, you experienced three rapid-fire tragedies. I mean, your father, then 9-11, then your mother. I mean, back to back to back. You went back home, um, you know, you started something, you had your ups and your downs with that. I mean, you've, you've seen all sides of this game, of this entrepreneurial journey that we're on. But what I would love for you to do now for our listeners is take us to what you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moments and tell us that story. Take us to that moment in time. Yeah. Well, you know, as most entrepreneurs, I've, I've failed a lot, but, you know, thinking about this, definitely my biggest and broadest failure that happened to me very early on was adding people to the organization without establishing a a culture first. And, you know, as, as the business grew, I started to hire on skill rather than passion for our products. And, I'd falsely assumed that every person who wanted to join our company had a passion for, for ultimate hoops. And the negative result of staffing a team with people who didn't share the same energy and passion is that same low passion, that same low energy is going to leak into your products. And as a, service, as a service product like ours, that is really, really dangerous. So the, the lesson I learned is you need to establish a culture before you start scaling your organization and adding people to your team. So we now hire people strictly on passion. the passion that they have for our products and never on skill. I mean, you will figure out the skills you need to be successful in our organization if you truly love our products. Um, And when you want to be basketball disruptors in the marketplace, you have to have that that passion. So we want people who view view challenges as an opportunity and and not a burden. So if you go to our careers page on uhlife.com, you'll actually see this orange pinwheel that outlines our culture so applicants know right up front, and they can determine if they're a good fit for them and if they have a, a cultural DNA match uh, for us. And, and plus, it's just fun to work with high-energy, highly passionate people. And today, I could not be happier, more blessed with the team I get to work with every day. That's such a great insight. And Fire Nation, the passion piece needs to play a part in what you're doing when you're building out not only your individual entrepreneurial journey, but a team that you're bringing in. Your team has to be on board in their heart and their soul souls with what you're doing. The skills, I mean, those are trainable. You can't train passion. That is that one factor. You know, that's that it factor that some athletes have. You can't train passion in your employees. It's going to be there. And that's why I love that, that initial test that you do to make sure they, they could potentially match for that first and foremost. And Alan, I really want to do a swing here because I know that you're just a guy that's full of stories and and full of really good lessons that come from that. So get real specific with us here. Take us to an aha moment. Take us to a light bulb moment that you had at some point in your journey and really tell us that story and, you know, what you did once you had that idea to actually turn it into success. Yeah, so... During my early days in New York, I would play pickup basketball on the weekends in the East Village and, you know, started making What about Chelsea Pier? Uh, that's, 
I'm getting to that. Actually, where I played my corporate Ooh, basketball cool. league uh, for Discovery. So yeah, I'm very familiar with Chelsea Piers. So yeah, so I started playing on the weekends uh, outside and just started connecting with with people like me who'd moved to New York, didn't really know anybody, um, didn't have any money, living month to month, and we're just searching for something bigger in New York. And at that time, that really unconsciously taught me about the power of community related to basketball and sports in general and how it can bring bring people together. And in addition to playing hoops on the outdoor and uh, New York courts, I also played at the corporate Discovery basketball team at at your favorite Chelsea Piers, John. Yes. And uh, after games, you know, we, we'd go out and have a few beers, and everyone would be talking about how many points and rebounds they thought <laughs> they thought they right. had. Right, and it kept you getting know? bigger as the more uh, beers they had. A- absolutely, uh, yeah, and, and no one knew for sure because at that time, no one was tracking full stats in a recreational basketball league. Yeah, even you I know? know that not everybody on the team can have a triple-double. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and then running parallel to my rec basketball league experience, I was also going to Knicks games and I would often drift off during and, and just start scanning the, scrow- the crowd. And I took notice of all the fans who were wearing Knicks jerseys of their favorite players. And, and it wasn't just kids, it was adults. And I said to myself, you know, there are 350 players who are lucky enough to make it to the NBA and get treated like a pro, but there are millions and millions of people like me who wish they were in the NBA. So I said to myself, wouldn't it be cool to create a professional quality recreational basketball league with full stats, box scores, photos, power rankings that treats every player like a pro online? So I knew if I could deliver it, there would be a market there. That is vision, Fire Nation, but guess what? With vision has to come execution. And that's kind of the piece that I want to talk about now, Alan. Why don't you share, like not specifically, like let's not go through every step of your execution, but give kind of the overarching value of how you are able to execute. So that our listeners who aren't necessarily in the sports industry specifically can take one or two of the key components that you did to execute and apply it to their journey. Yeah, so... I knew I could not replicate the on-court experience of an NBA game unless I wanted to go and build a $500 million arena for a recreational basketball league. And I don't think I would have found an investor who would have been willing to sign up for that. That would not have been a good idea. But the one area I truly believed I could replicate was the online experience. And like I mentioned before, I knew if I could give our Ultimate Hoops Recreational League players box scores, give them their own player profiles that tracked all their stats, um, that they would see, you know, basically creating an ESPN.com for them. Um, that's, that's would, would be our, our separation piece. So it was a lot of, uh, website building, uh, a lot of iteration of different versions of the website. And, you know, just, just a few weeks ago, I looked at our first version of the website that came out in 2006. And it's crazy to see how much of it's, it's evolved because, you know, back then there wasn't Instagram, Facebook was just starting. Um, so it's evolved a lot uh, through a lot of hard work. But that's the key piece for us is really the online uh, piece that, that separates us from our competition. All right, Fire Nation, I'm going to sum it up for us here. Find your unique selling proposition. Find that USP that's going to make you stand out, that's going to speak to your raving fans, to that percentage of people who you know are starving audiences for this. 
Allen found that. Obviously, if I'm in a, on a basketball team and I have nine assists, like I want to be able to pull up an app and say, yo, bro, I had nine assists. Look at this. Like This is legit. And, and, and that's just a no-brainer looking back now, but the execution piece is so critical on that. And if you and your industry, Fire Nation, can find that USP, that unique selling proposition, and execute on that better than anybody else can or does, that's how you will stand out. And Alan, not letting you go anywhere quite yet, my friend, because we yeah. are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Time is one of our most valuable resources, and as entrepreneurs, you know every minute counts. Are you tired of wasting your time on the wrong things, like trying to plan and coordinate your next meeting? My recommendation is that you meet your clients and coworkers online with Citrix GoToMeeting because it's a smarter way to meet. You can connect with anyone from anywhere because GoToMeeting allows you to meet from any computer, tablet, or smartphone, no hassle necessary. Want face-to-face? They've got that too. Turn on your webcam, and with HD quality, it's like being in the same room. You can even present and share screens to get feedback in real time because with GoToMeeting, everyone sees what you're seeing so your team is on the same page. I want you to sign up for GoToMeeting today. Try it free for 30 days, nothing to lose. Visit GoToMeeting.com and click the Try It Free button. Do it now and have your first meeting up and running in minutes. That's GoToMeeting.com for your free 30-day trial. Fire Nation, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. And with ZipRecruiter's premium traffic boost, you can get up to three times more candidates. Quickly screen applicants, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free and get 30% off your first traffic boost by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Alan, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Simply having a, a lightning bolt idea. You know, I, I never had aspirations to be an entrepreneur. I was just hit so hard by this idea and this vision for Ultimate Hoops that every other professional ambition I had just seemed to melt away. So mentally for me, it was like parting of the Red Sea. I just I saw where to go and I just rallied enough people to, to come with me. I have to echo that. I mean, I was ready to be an entrepreneur for years. I just didn't have an idea. So Fire Nation, if you're listening yeah. and you're like Alan and myself were for a while, have faith. Keep listening to Entrepreneur on Fire. Keep your eyes open and your ears open. Listen, look, and see around you. You never know when that light bulb is just going to shoot out of the sky and hit you like it hit us. And Alan, what's your best advice that you ever received? Well, about six months after I started Ultimate Hoops, I met with uh, one of my mentors, Tom Redman, who who founded Aussie Shampoo, which was eventually acquired by Bristol Myers for 
hundreds of millions of dollars. And, you know, we met for lunch at, at his house one day, his mansion one day, and I'm sharing with him my, my early startup struggles, trying to scrape together enough to pay for rent. My spirits are down a bit. And as I'm sharing more and more of my struggle, this, this smile on his face gets wider and wider. And I finally stopped. And I think I said something like, you know, I'm glad you think this is funny. And he leaned forward and he looked at me and he said, Alan, enjoy this time. In, enjoy this time because when you become successful, this is the time you'll look back on as being your fondest moment of the business. And John, I looked at him like he was nuts. Right. And then he shared his story of his fondest memory of Aussie shampoo was when he was selling Aussie products out of the back of his van in Chicago with his young daughter trying to convince retailers to pick up this hair care product, you know, a shampoo in a purple <laughs> bottle with a kangaroo on it, just, just scraping by. And, you know, what I took away from him was this. It's not the success you remember and cherish. It's the struggle. And you should enjoy the stress and the chaos of early startup stages because when you succeed, you will find them to be the most uh, memorable. Mm. Now, I would not consider myself to be successful yet because there's so much future growth and potential with Ultimate Hoops in front of me. But I'm certainly more successful than I was at that moment in time. And Tom's words really ring true for me. So my best advice I've ever received, enjoy and embrace the struggle. I can totally see you looking at him and saying, sure, easy to say, Mr. $100 million man. <laughs> like, I got to pay yes. next month's rent, and that ain't fun, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a strange scene, because here I'm sitting in this big mansion, and I'm thinking, you know, if I came from my little duplex apartment, just to have this conversation <laughs> with him was just something out of a movie. It was very mm. strange. What's a personal habit, Alan, you do have that you believe contributes to your success? Well, I'll go back to the beginning. It's definitely um, staying physically active. You know, I, I have my best thinking time, my best moments of clarity um, when I'm working out. So that for me, and of course, working for a healthy way of life company like, like, like Lifetime Fitness is incredibly important for me. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a father of two young daughters, so I have to stay in optimal shape as well. <laughs> Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Yeah. So like most other entrepreneurs, I'm constantly on the go, especially with my young daughters. And for someone like myself who loves to read and, and research and stay plugged into the latest trends, the app Pocket has been an absolute lifesaver for me. And Pocket is a is a service for managing a reading list of articles uh, from the internet. I don't know if you're familiar with that Very, one. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. So, you know, when I see a great article on Twitter or on the web, I, re- I rarely read it unless it's hyper timely. Instead, I'll save it to Pocket. And then I block off time on Saturday mornings, very usually early before my kids are up. And I'll read all the articles that I've saved for that week. Wow. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, Alan, what would it be and why? Yeah. So, you know, I listen to your show all the time and I don't think I could offer a business book that hasn't already been mentioned on your show. But I will say I recently rediscovered a book while reading to my my oldest daughter at night before bed. And it's the Dr. Seuss classic, All the Places Will Go. And I know it's usually given as a high school graduation present to help navigate and inspire young adults to find their place in the world. But as I was reading it, I found a few big nuggets for entrepreneurs to take away from, from the book as well. And I'll just share one yeah. short passage with you. Um, you have the brains in, you, in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself in any direction you choose. 
you're on your own, you know what you know, and you are the one who will decide where to go. And I just thought that was simply beautiful and, and it just wrapped it up perfectly for me. I can actually picture the place that I was when I used to read that book over and over again in my grandmother's house. And it's crazy just how those thoughts, even when I was 8, 10, 15, didn't mean nearly as much as they do now. But, you know, they meant something. And they definitely became ingrained in my subconscious. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Alan, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. <laughs> Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I love this question. Aww. So <laughs> I would assume in the new world that people will be playing basketball. So I'm going to make that assumption. Identical to earth. Okay. So my action plan would be to purchase the following items. Uh, a URL, a low-cost website platform, a high-speed camera with video capabilities, a basketball stat-taking uh, notebook, a box of pencils, and a comfortable lawn chair with sunscreen. So then I would take those and I would search for an outdoor basketball court where a pickup basketball game was being played. And I would position my lawn chair near the court and start taking stats, photos, and video of the game. And after the game, I would share my URL to the players where they could find these photos and stats uh, of the game that they just played. Then I returned every day for the next seven days and do exactly the same thing. And by the end of the seven days, I will hopefully have started a community on the court and online where I, should, I could grow into Ultimate Hoops Jupiter or Saturn or wherever we are. <laughs> it's Pluto, let's be it's honest. It's Pluto, okay. The, the, the lost planet. I mean, Fire Nation, how can you not love this? I mean, this is what Alan would do if we just snapped our fingers and he was on a brand new planet that he could do anything that he wanted to do. I mean, this is a guy that's followed his passion, that has combined his skills for just being analytical and being able to put something like this together in a plan and execute. I mean, go out and make things happen. And Alan, I want to end today on fire, my friend, with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. So I would say don't become an entrepreneur just because you want to be your own boss or don't like corporate America. You know, I've talked to a lot of young adults with ambitions to be an entrepreneur and, and they'll say to me, you know, I'm going to school to study entrepreneurship. That's what I want to do. And I'll ask them why and many of them will respond with uh, they want to be their own boss and they don't want to work for anyone else. So then I'll ask them, I said, okay, okay that's great, but what is your product? What is your idea? What is your vision? And they'll be like, well, I haven't thought of one yet. I just know I want to work for myself. And to me, that's risky because the glamour of working for yourself wears off fast. <laughs> and if, and as, as you may know. As and, not eating and asking your parents for money. <laughs> exactly. And, and if you don't love your business, you're going to be miserable because at the end of the day, late at night, it's just you and your business sitting there. And if you don't love it, it's going to be tough. Um, and plus, I just think there's a lot of value in working for someone else before you set out on your own. It forces you to work with other people, understand corporate dynamics, how to navigate and express your voice. And, and working for good bosses and bad bosses is also incredibly helpful in, in forming the type of leader you want to be. So to wrap it up, idea first, 
entrepreneurship second. Uh, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to alanarl.com. If you want to learn more about Ultimate Hoops, you can find us on uhlife.com. I'm also active on Twitter and Instagram uh, at alanarl, but I'll warn you, there are a lot of pictures of my kids on there. And uh, <laughs> lastly, lastly, John, I just really want to thank you for, for your service to our country. It means so much to me that we have men and women in the armed armed services protecting us and allowing me to live in a country where I can freely operate a business I love so much. So thank you, buddy. Wow. Well, I appreciate the appreciation 100% and Fire Nation. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you've been hanging out with AA and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Alan in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And a couple quick notes, alanarlt.com. That's alanarlt.com. uhlife.com. This is all going to be in the show notes page with his book recommendation, resource, you name it. It's there. Alan, I just want to say thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.